0: Wahdahu la sharika lah Wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluhu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Ya Ayuhaladina Amanutakullaha Hakatukati Wala Tamutuna tukatih illa wa antum muslimun Ya ayyuhal nasu attaquu rabbakumul ladhi khwalqakum min nafsum wahida ومن يطيع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا نظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهديه محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وَشَرْوَ الْأُمُورِ محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدع وكل بدع دلالة وكل دلالة في النار Thumma amma ba'd. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He establishes in the Qur'an That the deen of Islam is his deen And that the deen of Islam Is to be practiced For his sake and his sake alone Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He mentions Ala lillah a deen of khalis certainly for Allah Is the entire and complete practice of this deen The deen that is free from imperfections Free from faults and deficiencies This perfect way of life is to be practiced for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa taala alone, and this is a command that was not only upon the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, but it is a commandment that was upon the previous nations, as Allah azza wa jal mentions wa إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُ اللَّهَ مُخْلِصِينَ الدِّينَ حُنَفَاءَ And they were not commanded, meaning the previous nations. They were not commanded except to worship Allah alone sincerely, making the practice of the deen for Him. Making the practice of the deen for Him and Him alone as monotheists. Our practice of Islam barakallah fiqhum is for the sake of Allah. Our everyday struggle in being Muslims, we do this for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We do this seeking the reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We do this out of our love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We do this fearing the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And these three matters are the arkan, the pillars of all ibadah. al raja al-mahabba, wal-khawf. When we practice Islam, when we do any act of worship, we are hoping for the reward of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When we practice Islam and do any act of worship, we do it because we love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And likewise, we do it because we fear the punishment of Allah. And these three matters are mentioned in Surah Al Fatiha, Umm Qur'an, the mother of the Qur'an. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentions Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, Ar Rahmani Al-Rahim, Maliki Yawmiteen. All of the praises for Allah, the Lord of the creation. The scholars, they mentioned, this praise that we praise Allah with, is a praise of love. We praise Allah with a praise of love, of muhabda. Al-Rahmani, Raheem. Allah is the most merciful, the bestower of mercy. This is the hope. ar raja we hope for Allah's mercy. Manikiyumuddin the master of the day of judgment this is the fear we fear standing in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so the arkan of the ibadah the pillars of worship are right there in surah al-fatiha and the scholar they say every act of worship that we do must be based upon these three pillars the love the hope and the fear Not one without the other, but all three together. We worship Allah because we love Allah. We worship Allah because we hope for the reward and the mercy of Allah. We worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because we fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We don't want to be punished by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The ibadah is for Allah and Allah alone. So we must ask ourselves, Are we practicing Islam for the akhirah, Or are we practicing Islam for the dunya? Our worship of Allah, is it for the hereafter? Or are we seeking something from the life of this world by way of the worship? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He mentions, من كان يريد حَرْثَ لَهُ فِي Whoever wants the harvest, the attainment of the hereafter, we will increase them in that. We will increase them in that harvest. The ulama, they say the harvest, this is the righteous actions. The harvest is the reward in the hereafter. So whoever wants the akhirah, Allah will give him more of the good in this life, and He will increase him in good in the hereafter. Because his intentions are in the right place. His intentions are sound, his intentions are pure. It's very important that our intentions are sound and pure. As the salat they used to say, I have not found anything more difficult upon me than rectifying my intentions. Because the heart constantly changes. The heart constantly is flipping from one state to another state. So, for this reason, our Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, كان يدعو يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلبي And he be kithra. The Messenger wasallam, used to say in abundance, not just one time. He used to say in abundance, O turner of the hearts, O changer of the hearts, establish my heart upon your deen. When the Messenger was asked wasallam, why do you make dua in abundance? Meaning, why do you make this dua in abundance? Why are you always saying this? And the Prophet ﷺ mentioned, al الْقُلُوبِ Indeed the hearts, all of the hearts, they are between the two fingers of the fingers of Ar-Rahman, yasha. The hearts are between the two fingers from the fingers of Ar-Rahman, and Allah, He changes them and turns them however He wills. So the Prophet didn't want his heart to change. He wanted his heart to remain upon sincerity, remain upon purity, remain upon tawheed. So he constantly asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to establish his heart upon the deen. Where are we from the Messenger of Allah wasallam? When's the last time we made this dua? Ya Mukallib Al Qulub thabbit Qalbi Aladhinek, O Turner of the Hearts, establish my heart upon Your religion. When's the last time we asked Allah to keep our hearts firm upon the practice of Islam, to keep our hearts pure and sincere? When's the last time? Or oh, do we think that we are better than the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam? We're not in need of this du'a. Because we have this guarantee of paradise, we have this guarantee that we will not change, we have this guarantee that we're definitely going to die upon Islam. Who are we? Who do we think we are, that we're not in need of this dua? The Prophet for sure is the best of the Muslims, the closest of mankind to Allah, the most knowledgeable of mankind of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but yet he still made this dua. The Prophet is guaranteed the place in paradise that's only suitable for one person. It's for him. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. But still, Ya qulub kolub qalbi kalbi aladenik. O turner of the heart, establish my heart upon your deen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala goes on to mention. وَمَنْ كَانَ يُرِيدْ الدُّنْيَا مِنْهَا وَمَا له في الاخرة من نصيب. And whoever wants the harvest of this dunya, we will give it to him. You want a dunya? Allah will give it to you. But look what Allah says, but He will have no portion of the hereafter. He will have no portion, of the hereafter. The scholars, they say, when you see a man purchasing that which is worthless with that which is priceless, and he sells that which is significant for that which is insignificant, then know that this individual is safi, he's a fool. person is foolish. Here it is, you have something that is priceless, which is your deen. You're going to sell your deen for something that's worthless, which is the dunya? You're going to give up your priceless deen for the worthless dunya? You're going to give up your significant way of life, perfect way of life, for that which is insignificant, that holds no weight with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? This person is safi, he's a fool, he's an idiot. He's foolish. What did Allah say about this dunya? That is mata' al that the dunya is like a passing deception. It's temporary, and it's a deception, it's not what it appears to be. All of the the glitter and the lights and the pump and the gold and it means nothing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet mentioned Lokanit Dunya. عِنْدَ اللَّهُ بعودة جَنَاحْ بعودة مَا سق اللَّهُ كَافِرًا قَطْرَ الْمَاءُ كَمَا قَالَ صَلَى اللَّهُ عليه وسلم. If the life of this world was equal to the wing of a mosquito with Allah, a mosquito, its wing. If the life of this world was equal to the wing of a mosquito with Allah, Allah would not have given a kafir a drop of water to drink. A drop of water, not a container of water, a cup of water. If this dunya was significant with Allah, Allah would not have given a kafir a drop of water to drink if this dunya meant anything to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Isn't it from our faith? that we're supposed to love what Allah loves, and dislike what Allah dislike, value that which is held in esteem by Allah. Isn't this from our deen? And whatever is belittled to Allah, we look at it as being something that is belittled and disgrace. Isn't this from our deen? Isn't this a part of our iman? And of course the answer is, it is a part of our deen. So why do we give so much significance to the life of this world, when the life of this world is not even equal to the wing of a mosquito with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Why we give so much significance to this dunya? This doesn't mean now, don't work, don't strive to attain the dunya to maintain yourself and your family. This doesn't mean that. But this means, don't make this the most important thing in your life. Don't make the dunya the most important aspect of your life. Don't make the dunya your end-all be-all. Everything is just about the dunya. This is the way of the kuffar. It has been mentioned by the scholars of the past, from the Qatada ibn Di'ama rahimuhu Allah, inna allaha yu'ti ala niyat al-akhirah ma sha'a min amri al-dunya, wa la yu'ti ala niyat al-dunya illa al-dunya. qatada ibn Di'ama rahimuhu ta'ala, he stated, indeed, Allah, He gives for the intention of the hereafter, whatever He wills from the affair of the dunya. And He does not give for the intention of the dunya except the dunya. Meaning that when you practice Islam with the intention of the akhirah, Allah will take care of your affairs in the dunya. This doesn't mean don't work. This doesn't mean don't strive to make a living and take care of your family. Again, it means don't make the dunya the most important thing in your life. Make the akhirah the most important affair in your life. Allah will give you the dunya, that which will suffice you. Remember the Prophet ﷺ said, ghina Richness is not having a lot of material. However, the true richness is the richness of the soul. Some people have the mentality of the kufar, get rich or die trying. This is not our mentality. We're going to strive to be millionaires and billionaires and trillionaires by any means. Halal, haram is all the same. We want to get rich in this dunya. And we're going to die trying to get rich. SubhanAllah will be hamni. So you'll find an individual 20, 30, 40, 50 years chasing after something that's running away from him. And running away from that which is coming towards him. Amazed is this individual. Meaning his affair. Here it is, the dunya is running, fleeing from him, and he's chasing after it. And it's running from him, fast, rapidly. And here is the, the akhirah right on his heels. Death is right there, right on his heels. The Prophet ﷺ has said to the companions, Yushik, and ya'tiyani Rasul Rabbi. Wa ana The messenger of my Lord is, he will soon come to me and I'm going to answer. Look at the mind state and the mentality of the Prophet. Who is the messenger of his Lord? Any malakul Maut. This was the statement of the Prophet. The messenger of my Lord, he will soon come to me and I'm going to respond to the message, meaning the death. When it comes to take my soul, I'm going to respond. Look at the mentality of the Prophet preparing himself for death, preparing himself to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why do you think he mentioned this? It was a reminder that he will not be here forever, It was a reminder that this will also happen to us, the Messenger of Allah is going to come to us also. Meaning Malikul Maut in this situation. He's the Messenger of Allah that Allah sends to call the people, to call those souls to come out of the body. What call are we going to hear? Are we going to hear the call, O good and righteous, Pure soul come out to the mercy of Allah, or are we going to hear, oh, evil, wicked soul come out to the punishment of Allah? Which one are we going to hear? Which match is going to be given to us on that day and believe that day is coming for us all? So, what do we want with our deen, the akhirah, or do we want the dunya? الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم من كانت الدنيا همّ فرق الله عليه أمره وجعل فقره بين عينين وَلَمْ يَأْتِهِ مِنَ الدُّنْيَا إِلَّا مَا كُتِبَ لَهُ وَمَنْ كَانَتِ الْآخِرَةُ هَمَّ جَمَعَ اللَّهُ لَهُ أَمْرَهُ وَجَعَلَ غِنَاهُ فِي قَلْبِهِ وَأَتَتْهُ الدُّنْيَا وَهِيَ رَاغِمًا listen to the words of our beloved prophet muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam a reminder and a warning A reminder and a warning. The Prophet he states, whoever's main concern is the life of this world, then Allah will scatter his affairs. Allah will scatter his affairs, meaning your life is not going to be together. Your life is just going to be in disarray your life is going to be in shambles. If the dunya is your main concern, this is what's for you. If the dunya is my main concern, this is what's for me. Allah is going to scatter the affairs of this individual. And Allah is going to put poverty between His eyes. Meaning no matter how much He gets in the life of this world, it's never going to be enough. That's why he keeps chasing. He's not content. He's never satisfied. And the Prophet he used to say, "Allahumma inni bika min ilmin la yanfa, wa min qalbin la yakhshha, wa min nafsin la tashba." O oh Allah, I seek refuge with you from knowledge that doesn't benefit. From a heart that doesn't have fear and from a soul that's never satisfied. It's dangerous. To have a soul that's never satisfied is dangerous. This is something that's not good for your deen. Because when your soul is not satisfied, you're going to keep chasing. Until you're satisfied. But you're never going to be satisfied chasing after the dunya. Satisfaction is in the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Satisfaction is in righteousness. Satisfaction is in being someone who is the servant of Allah and is content who with Allah has decreed. And that's where the true satisfaction is at. Satisfaction is not in the dunya. But if you make that your main concern and you keep chasing, let's just look at your life. The Prophet he speaks the truth. The Prophet is not a liar. Your life. It's going to be in shambles. Allah is going to separate and scatter your affairs. Never going to be together. No matter how much money you make. No matter how many homes you have. No matter how many cars you have. No matter how much money you have in stocks. And the stocks are growing and growing and growing. If the dunya is your main concern, Allah is going to scatter your affairs. And He's going to put poverty right in front of your eyes. You're never going to be satisfied. And nothing is going to come to you from the dunya except that which has been written for the individual. That's the warning. Now comes the reminder. But whoever's main concern is the akhirah, Allah will put his affairs together, meaning his life is going to be intact. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will place richness in His heart. Back to the hadith, that the true richness is the richness of the soul. Allah will put the richness there, you're going to be content. Even if you have little, it's going to be as if you're the richest man in the world. Why? Because you have that which is priceless, the deen. And then Allah will make the dunya come to Him. in spite of whatever obstacle is in the way. Allah is going to make the dunya come to this individual. Why? Because the hereafter is the most important thing to him. That's the reminder from the Prophet to make the hereafter your main concern. Lastly, the Prophet he mentioned, that أَن Mithna Ajuz عَجُوزْ بَنِي Have you failed to be like the old lady, the old woman from Bani Israel? قَالُوا يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ مَا عَجُوزْ بَنِي O Messenger of Allah, who's the old lady from Bani Israel that you're referring to? The Prophet was went on to say, when Musa was fleeing with Bani Israel from Fir'aun, as they're on the path, it became dark, they couldn't see. So authentic narration. The path became dark, they couldn't see. So Musa, he asked the ulama, the scholars from Bani Israel, "Did something happened, what's going on? Why is the path dark? So the scholars from amongst them, the elders from amongst them, they said, Yusuf alayhi salam took a covenant from us, that if we was to ever leave Egypt, we have to take his body with us. Like don't leave his body in Egypt, take his body with us. But none of us knows where his grave is, except for the old lady. Musa said, bring her. Musa then said, "Duluni ala qabri Yusuf Show me where the grave of Yusuf is. Qalat, la wallah. She said, by Allah, I will not show you his grave. Hatta tu'tiyani hukmi Until you give me my due, my ruling. Qal Musa, hukmuk? What ruling are you looking for? What status are you looking for?. She said, "I want that you give me the promise that I'm going to be with you in paradise." A Jews, old lady. وَكَرِهَ ذَلِكَ Musa. Musa he didn't want to do that, he disliked to do that. So Allah revealed to Musa, give her that. Give her the promise that she will be in paradise. So Musa told her, You have the promise you're going to be in paradise. Show me where his grave is. Then she took him to this area. They had some water but the water was shallow and Yusuf's grave was under the water, under the ground. So they took his body out of the grave and took the body with them. And when they did that, Allah illuminated the path and they found their way out. The shahid, the point in the story why the Prophet mentioned this to the Sahaba Don't fail to be like the old lady. She's an old woman, but she was very smart and intelligent. And she gave precedence to the akhirah over the dunya. Because when she said to Musa, I'm not going to tell you until you give me the promise that I want. What promise? that I'm in paradise with you." Allahu Akbar. So she used the knowledge that she had to get the paradise. That's the moral of the hadith. Use that which you have in this dunya for the akhirah. All of your intelligence, all of the knowledge you have, use it for the hereafter and then you will be similar to the ajus of Bani Israel. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make this from amongst those who hear a good word and follow it.